Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Big Game Boomer Show. Hope everyone's doing well this afternoon. Um, before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you give us that uh, five-star review on uh, Spotify or Apple. We really appreciate that. I'd also like to give a shout out here to uh, a cool cool shirt company that sent, has sent me a lot of these shirts. Uh, it's called Only So Many Saturdays. Uh, I think I've talked about them before, but... Uh, Go check them out. They've got them for all the different schools. Um, they're really cool. And it's something I really believe in because I think in the fall we have like 14, 15 Saturdays of college football. So we really do have to make every single uh, Saturday count because, I mean, we don't get college football that often. So uh, their website, SaturdaysCount.com. Uh, Go check them out and uh, get yourself a shirt. All right. Today we're talking LSU football. Um, I want to bring in my friend Blake Rufino from uh, Are You Serious Sports. We're going to have a little chat today. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just uh, it's 110 degrees out here in Oklahoma <laughs> City, and uh, you know I I'm ready for some football. There's not much yeah, on well, TV right now. You know they say the more that you go outside and you continue to sweat, the closer that football's here, right? So yeah. The sweat brings football. That's all that I'm worried about. So I, I, I'm glad it's hot outside. I can only imagine what it's like down in down in the bayou right now. Whew. I, I, I can't deal with that humidity. Correct. And you, I think you said, right, you're from Atlanta, right? Like, yeah. So, so yeah. Look, I, I mean, it's one thing to have the heat, but, man, when that human hits you, that's when it starts getting really bad, right? You get start getting sticky. And look, I'm not a small dude, you know. Yeah. You know, the the jello rolls start rolling, you know. I mean, man, it just—it's <laughs> not a good deal, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So, you know, I had you on. I, I'm a big fan of your show. Um, I, I like chiming in every while because uh, I, I, what I like about your show is like it's literally like a 365 day. Uh, you know, 365 days a year, y'all are talking basically LSU football, LSU yeah. sports. I mean, it's crazy. Um, talking about recruiting. I mean, in college football has kind of turned turned into a really a year round uh, topic. Um, but but no, I do enjoy your show, man, uh, for sure. Yeah, and I appreciate it. And I know that you take some heat in the comments. But hey, man, you know, look, if you uh, if you can't take some of the heat, then uh, you're wearing the wrong business. But I mean, look, with the transfer portal, NIL, recruiting, it never really sleeps. You know, my good buddy, late kick Josh, I mean, he we talk all the time, and it's just like, dude, I, I, I mean, we have – I've ne so I've been doing AYS for four years, live, doing the shows for like two and a half. Yeah. I, we've never had a summer like this. You know, COVID was really tough because where are we going to play? So every night you're coming out there, hey, man, are we going to play? Are we going to play? But now – you know, with the portal and everything going on with NIL and the baseball, you know, like you guys were in the College World Series. You were there until the very end. And yeah. I would assume that it's taken a very big uptick. So a lot of people are are really responding to college baseball. So it's a 24-7 year-round business. You know, we just got done uh, getting ready for a story of a recruit that will be coming up in the next couple of days. And it's like, man, we have to be prepped, you know, four or five days in advance just to get things in production rolling. So, and it's all about football. And I mean, look, man, that's the money maker. And yeah, I, I and look, as a very horrible FCS college center, uh, <laughs> being really, really bad in myself, um, I love college football more than I love the NFL. So if you can give me college football, 
uh, it, it's good with me. Yeah, right on. I can I can talk it twenty four seven. So so let's talk about your head coach uh, down there in the Bayou. You know, everyone really thought I was. I thought that uh, Lincoln Riley was going to be was going to be the head coach. I was talking to guys down in Baton Rouge. They were thinking that Lincoln Riley was going to be the head coach. And then, uh, you, you know, link the bombshell, he goes to USC and then you're like, well, who's LSU going to get? Um, and then they, they, they get go and get Brian Kelly, which is a huge hire. I mean, what, what were you expecting that at all? No, not really. I, there were some hints, um, about two weeks, um, before he was announced to LSU. So Walker Howard is the five-star quarterback uh, out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Now, the, the the second school that Walker Howard had decided to go, if it was not LSU, was Notre Dame. So in Lafayette, there was some uh, – uh, it was just really weird, man. Like, everybody kept talking about Brian Kelly. You, oh, you think we're getting Lincoln? Wait till you see who we're really getting. And I'm like, man, this is getting very interesting. Yeah. Um. And so about, you know, I, I was always monitoring this – you know, there was the, the the report that came out about Lincoln Riley got offered this from LSU, and I'm just like, man, this just doesn't seem right. Now, I did want Lincoln because LSU, in a sense, has been so far in the Stone Ages when it comes to offensive philosophy. Right now, you could take Joe Brady and you could put him up there. I'll agree with you. But from a long historic, you know, Les Miles and the Toss Dive to uh, whatever it may be, LSU was just not there offensively. So I was excited for Lincoln. But when he took the podium, was it the Oklahoma State game, and says, I am not going to LSU. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Well, I thought it was I, over. Yeah. I, I thought it was over. You know, yeah. like, I was like, okay, well, it's over. He's coming. And because when you make, you know, when you Nick Saban at the podium, I'm like, all right, so this is getting pretty interesting. And then the, that night is I got a good buddy in the business uh, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com, he had kind of broken the story and said it was, wasn't was uh, Lincoln Riley and that they were going Brian Kelly. And, and be honest, what a change of events of what I thought about somebody to <laughs> what I think about him now, right, Like and Brian Kelly. Like he's, yeah. not the, he's not the guy that I think that I thought he was going to be. So he's, he's changed your opinion because from the outside, and I, I'm much further away from the situation you are, it – just seems like it's fitting a, a square peg in a round hole. I mean, it was like, what in the, and then, you know, he does the fake accent at the basketball game and um, just all that. But, but it seems like he's really come in and, and really installed a bunch of discipline that, uh, that coach O and other coaches had not uh, really been that strict and uh, he's whipping players into shape. Yeah, completely. And it's a nine day difference from Orgeron, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a when it, when somebody says night and day, like legitimately, you know, we've done a couple of NIL things with players and just talking to them on camera. And they look, we're, you know, we're taking our vitamins, we're going to workouts, we're on time. God bless it if we're not on time. And I'm not saying Orgeron didn't have some disciplinary stuff with him, but Orgeron came from that Miami. You know, like, hey, I'm going to wear Oakley sunshades to work out. You know, like, yeah. we're, we're the cool dudes. Well, it's cool and all in 2019, but then in 2020 and 2021, when you're in the last play of the game and you call a 
very I'm I'm just gonna leave it here, but a very idiotic play where you're only down by six against Alabama and you're running the same play literally two times in a row. One of them almost got intercepted. It's like, man, you can't be cool and get your teeth kicked in. Okay. And so obviously we moved on from Orsron, but on this whole Brian Kelly thing, man, the structure, the discipline, and really I think Brian Kelly's a little bit more relaxed, right? Like it seems as if he's kind of letting his hair down, you know, um, he, you know, talking to a buddy of mine that covers Notre Dame, he's like, Brian Kelly not only would never dance at LSU or, or Notre Dame, he would get reprimanded for doing it. And so I kind of just feel like he's letting his hair down a little bit. Now, does that amount to wins? You know, does him hitting the gritty in the locker room to get a five-star quarterback, is that really going to amount to wins? Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a little overblown. You know, Louisiana's a gumbo of culture, right? You got French, you got Italian, you got, you know, whatever it may be, you have a very mixed culture. The only culture that matters in Louisiana is winning. All right. And and I think people have a misconception of that. Now he's going to continue to do better in the state and recruiting. I believe he's going to get, you know, two or three more guys. And that. so I think he's been okay, but now brother, and we, I know that we and you've talked about this. He's got to get on the field. He's got to prove it. Right. Yeah. Like at this point, it's time to kind of shut up and, and and let's see it. But you know what the thing is, though, is like at least he's recruiting well right now, because look at like Florida and Billy Napier. I mean, they're right. doing, they've they've picked up some recruits, but golly, a, a couple of weeks ago, they're ready to run Billy Napier out of Gainesville. So you got to right. I mean, and now before you even coach a game, you got to prove you can recruit before you even step on the field. The attention to detail with Brian Kelly is next level. It's Saban-esque. Right, like when when Saban was here, there you go from Chris. The, the attention to detail is is insane because look, Louisiana did a thing in NIL with the state, right? So obviously you can't talk to players about name, image, and likeness. Okay, that was an NCAA violation. Well, what did Louisiana do? They were second behind in changing that law. Texas being number one, and then all of a sudden LSU just rounded rounded out twelve. Uh, commits in 13 days and then at the end of the month there's a very good chance they could have 18 commits in 30 days or 31 days yeah the dude's got a plan man and when it comes to lsu when it comes to these bigger programs oklahoma texas lsu bama georgia wherever it is these teams do recruit well right like i'm never worried about recruiting in july now did brian kelly have to fix some things in recruiting inside the state at the end of it, yes. Okay, there's a misconception that Orgeron left it rainbows and unicorns. It's not true. Yeah. So Brian Kelly has had to come in and change some things, and luckily he's done that so far. You know, I, I can't recall a recruiting season where I've seen so many commitments made in, like, late June and July. I, I mean, it, do you recall anything like this? Not at all. Not yeah. at all. You know, but here's here's a crazy thing. You got, you know, you have kids wanting to commit early. You know what? We broke a commit a, a young man's commitment on our show on 4th of July. And there's so many, and talking with them, I was not him specifically and Deshaun Womack, but so many kids want to enroll early, right? Yeah. Like that spring is a big deal. Like having a spring underneath your belt is a big deal. I don't know if that has a lot to do with it, but it seems to me it does, you know, like why else would you, I mean, are you committing to NIL or are you committing to something else? I don't think it's NIL doing that. I think that uh, LSU is really trying to get 
from what I understand, nine to 10 guys in the early class to enroll in January, which would be a big deal from them. So yeah. I think you're starting to see some of those guys fall right now. Yeah. No, and you know, one thing I've noticed about Brian Kelly, it seems like he's taking his recruiting approach that he had at Notre Dame, more of a national uh, yeah, national kind of plan going to the East Coast, going down to Florida. I looked at the recruiting rankings, like 13 of the current 16 commits are from out of state. Mm-hmm. Like that n- never happens at Louisiana. No. Yeah, never, so, never. I, so, I mean, the question I would ask everybody, and I say this to LSU fans all the time, what happens if he does, and I know some people won't know these names, but what if he does get the in-state guys like Shelton Sampson, Zalance Hurd, Tyree Adams, the list continues to go on, and as Tackett Curtis, the number one linebacker in Louisiana, just commits to USC, but I, I still think that he's going to be 50-50. I think LSU will get to around 12 to 15. I think they're going to get to that 30 commit mark, yeah. and I think 15, 15 uh, commits are going to be from inside the state, and I think the other 15 are going to be nationally. Now, the question that I'm having is, and we won't see this for a couple of years, what happens if LSU gets the in-state talent and and can recruit nationally? That would be in trouble. The rest of the West is in trouble. <laughs> well, that that right. That's how I feel, you know. Yeah. But but he's got to lock the state down. Okay, it's not necessarily, and I'm not judging him on this class, but he's got to lock the state down if he does that because you got the Justin Jeffersons, the Terrace Marshalls, the Jamar Chases. Well, that's yeah. in one pretty much one or two recruiting classes, right? Right. So what happens if Brian Kelly gets those pieces and then recruits like he was at Notre Dame? That's the question I keep coming back to is if he can do that on both lines of scrimmage while getting Jamar Chase, who, by the way, was not a five-star recruit in Louisiana, was a top 150 guy, man, it's going to it's gonna be crazy in my opinion. Yeah. No, no, for sure. All right, so people in the chat, uh, a lot. You know, I, I've given LSU a, a pretty tough time here over the last couple of years, and it's not because of the sixty-three to twenty-eight. Y'all kicked our butt, and you know, I'm I'm from Atlanta, as I've said. I was in Atlanta for Christmas visiting the family. I could have easily gone to that game, but I didn't go because I knew it was going to be a major butt kicking. <laughs> so I wasn't going to waste my money to go watch y'all beat us sixty-three to twenty-eight, uh, and it. it play out exactly how I thought it would. Well, look, <laughs> I, I don't think – here's the way that I take what you're doing, okay, and this is just the truth. I don't think you're being malicious to LSU. I mean, I could be wrong, okay, but we have to understand no. this. LSU was 11 and 12 the last two seasons. So from a non-fan perspective, you know, like Jordan Rogers today on the SEC Network said LSU – Brian Kelly's already on the hot seat. Okay, well, that's taking it a little too far. He hasn't played a game yet. Like, he hasn't even coached the game at LSU. You could say Billy Napier is on the hot seat. <laughs> Those Florida fans are crazy. They are crazy. But yeah. my, the point is, is that I think that sometimes our fan base has to take a step back from a national regime, okay? So, you know, look, I think LSU's defensive line, and you put this in your uh, – I think it was what you did, the top 100 players, right? I think yeah. three – of those guys you had from LSU were on the defensive line. Three. I I had, yeah. Was it Gay and uh, uh, Ojulari? And yeah, Ojulari. Roy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, look, my, the point in that it's saying is, you know, I, I like to see someone who's not LSU centric do something like, okay, well, then let me take a step back, look at the whole landscape. 
Okay, is he right here? I that's my point, and I think that sometimes LSU fans love him to death, and I get ridiculed for this. We sometimes have to take a step back, okay, and say, all right, well, look, we're eleven and twelve. Yeah, six and seven, five and five in twenty twenty. Um, it's been a rough couple of years, but uh, you know, high expectations. Someone said, "Boomer, you got to answer for not having LSU as a top fifty team." Well, here, let me just lay it out. Um, I see a team. It's got talent. Um, quarterback. I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. I mean, Miles Brennan, Jaden Daniels. Uh, that uh, who's that freshman guy? Uh, Mus- uh, Walker Walker Howard and then Nussmeier. Gary Nussmeier. Yeah. So I, I've heard that. Really, all three of those guys could potentially start. Um, running back, you've got John Emery, um, who struggles to get on the field, I guess, because of academics. Um, Noah Kane transferred from Penn State. Uh, he didn't, their offensive line was pretty bad. But again, here's my biggest, one of my biggest issues with LSU is their offensive line play. Uh, the last couple of years, it's been bad. I think they gave up like 38 sacks last year. Um, yep. The defensive line is one of their strengths. But then you've also, I mean, how, how many years have we talked about LSU secondary being, you know, DBU? This year, it's just like a hodgepodge of transfer guys. And I know um, that Derek, uh, what's his face, from OSU that transferred? Uh, yeah, Derek Seven Converse. Banks. Seven yeah. Banks from and Ohio then, State. Uh, uh, Jerry Bernard Converse, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I watched him a lot at OSU. He's a good, good, uh, solid cover corner. But it's just, there's a lot of question marks uh, this year. And you, you know, you play in the SEC West. So, I mean, if you've got a lot of question marks and if you can't run the football, you're, you're going to be in trouble uh, in the SEC West. Yeah, and, and look, I, there's not really a – and so I try to – you know, we do these Twitter spaces, right? You hosted yeah. one. Oh, oh, yeah, right. they're fun. <laughs> can be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, I, like, I, I ask people this all the time. Okay, well, I think our – you know, I think LSU's offense is going to do this. Okay, well, explain why. And my, you know, the argument has been on the other side is, well, look at the talent. Well, what talent? Okay, because talent then comes with productivity, right? Yeah. So LSU's returning, best rusher returning is Josh Williams, a walk-on. Yeah. Okay, John Emery didn't see the field last season. Amari Goodwin got nicked up. They do have pieces and talent there. I think would they'll you, be. I would think, you say? Would you say Emery's the most talented back? Um, if he can catch the ball out of the backfield, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we've seen two plays where he's he's burned Alabama completely. Yeah, look, I remember the. You plays. know, that's why he's a he's a speedster. If he can he, just and, stay on and the field, look, he gained fifteen pounds this offseason, and he doesn't look bad. You know. Yeah. I, Let's see what he can do. The only thing, though, is he doesn't have the production. So when you start getting into these seasons, I ask, okay, well, will, will John Emery finally – will the real John Emery please stand up like we're Eminem? Yeah. Okay, you're replacing five stars on the offensive line. The only production that you have returning is Kayshawn Booty. okay, from a real production standpoint. The only thing, the only thing for me is they do have talent. Now, LSU had 10 draft picks last season. So I do ask the question all the time to myself, so was Orgeron and Jake Peets really that bad? Bro, they had four offensive linemen drafted from last season. So yeah. I, I do ask myself the question. And look, they had games where <laughs> they ran all over Florida. 
You know, Ty Davis Price broke the LSU single game rushing record, but then they can't bust a grape against Mississippi State. Like, inconsistent. You know, what, yeah. What's that about? Yeah. Uh, so someone someone said uh, Eric Sims said Max Johnson accounts for at least one third of those sacks due to holding on to the ball for an eternity. So I guess when, when you give up 38 sacks, it, 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 it it's not all the offensive line's fault. So, well, so I mean, here's the thing though. I think you could put a third of those on the receivers. Yeah. You know, uh, um, SEC stat cat, I forget the gentleman's name. LSU was dead last. You have Vanderbilt in the conference dead last on getting separation on any, on any route. Really? You mean to tell me that you have, a quarterback that can't doesn't have a quarterback that can, or, or a receiver that can get separation. Now, a lot of that came from just to the, the fact that Kayshawn Boutique was not here, um, but he's not the end all be all. You got to be able to get separation. So I, I don't disagree with that big game, but I do say that I mean you got to give the man some help. Yeah, and how is how is Boutique's ankle? Because I know he didn't play in spring season, spring ball. I mean, no. is, he, is he is he on track to start the start of the season? I saw him – I'm going to probably give something on this podcast I shouldn't give, but oh well. <laughs> I saw him catch a fade. I say a fade, but just like – it's kind of like an inside move, kind of like a slant. I saw him jump, catch a ball that was above the goalpost, do a 360, and then lay it in while he's in midair. So I he looked at it. <laughs> yeah, I looked at a coach, and I said, I saw what I needed to see, got in my truck, and I'm like, See ya. I don't have to be out here anymore. <laughs> it's too hot out here. I think he's really fun. Here, here's the thing about Kayshawn. Uh, at a practice this year, everybody kept asking, is he bought in? He was yelling at the receivers for running the wrong routes. So a guy that didn't participate in spring is running, is yelling uh, at the receivers for running the wrong routes. I think that he's bought in. And look, he's got to have a big season. It's one thing for Derek Stingley to not play the last two years and be a number three overall pick because mm-hmm. he had 2019. We saw him, what he can do in a full season. We saw what Jamar Chase can do in a full season. Kayshawn Booty has never started a full season, ever. He's I always been hurt. It's yeah. always or, or just lack of production, or he didn't play, couldn't get on the field. Why, Ed? Or, so here's the thing about Ed. Jamar Chase leaves, and Kayshawn Booty doesn't see the field. Yeah, that doesn't make I, any sense. It makes no sense. So yeah. – I think he's got to have a big season. I think that he will. Yeah. No. I mean, he was a, he was lighting up before he got hurt last year. Was it the Florida game that he got hurt? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, Kentucky. All right. We got a question for you. Ask Blake. Um, who do you think will be QB QB one in Week One? And uh, you guys open up against Florida State in uh, in New Orleans, so it's a home game basically. LSU doesn't lose a lot in New Orleans unless no. their name's Alabama. Um, Man, I, I really don't know, honestly. You know, Brian Kelly came out today and said, I need a playmaker at quarterback. Well, that keep, that kicks Miles Brennan out of it, okay, because he's not a playmaker. He's just, yeah, he's just not – he's not mobile in the pocket. Not at um, all. And that's my biggest issue with him. He's kind of like a 90s-style NFL quarterback, like Tim Couch or no <laughs> doubt. like That's kind of who he reminds me of. As my grandfather would say, he's slower than frozen syrup. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and those quarterbacks, they, I mean, they don't, you don't see many of those quarterbacks being successful anymore. No, you don't. And, and again, so Jaden Daniels, I, I think it's interesting. A lot of people get on him about throwing the football, but 
I don't think is as bad as some people think. I don't think it's as good as some people think. Yeah. Um, I think he's just an average passer right now, but he did go work out with Jordan Palmer. Is it Jordan? Uh, not Carson, not the Heisman winner. What I think it's Jordan Palmer. Um, he's done some good things, but I really think it comes down to Nussmeyer and, and Daniels. I, quite honestly, I would feel a little bit safer with some of the older guys, whether it be Daniels or whether it be Miles, just because I don't know if Garrett's ready yet. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I like Jalen Daniels. I just don't know, like, if you watched his style of play in the Pac-12, like he's running all over the place. If he if he takes those chances like he does did uh, last year, that dude's going to get banged up pretty quickly yeah, he's uh, in the killed. SEC West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he can't he can't do that. But look, <laughs> get the first down and get down. Get yeah. seven yards and fall down. You know, don't don't take if Will Anderson's running at you, run away from him and get down. Don't take those hits. Yeah, don't do it, bro. You'll get broken. <laughs> Yeah, so let's look at LSU's schedule. So I believe the Vegas uh, win total was seven and a half, um, which is pretty, you know, I, I think you'll win the Florida State game. Um, Southern should be a win. Uh, Mississippi State, I don't know, because you got a questionable secondary right now, and Will Rogers and that that, that team, they can light it up. I don't disagree. Um, New Mexico, that should be a win. Auburn, see, that's the big game because Auburn, if they can get past that Penn State game, uh, could be undefeated heading into that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Tennessee at home. I can't remember. When was the last time Tennessee came to Death Valley? Uh, if memory serves me correctly, I think it may have been 2010. T-Bob Bear snapped the ball to Jordan Jefferson and LSU almost lost to Tennessee, and um, Tennessee had 13 guy, 14 guys on the field. So LSU got another play, and Les ran a toss stop for a touchdown, and LSU beats the Derek Dooley-led uh, uh, Volunteers. Oh, yes, I remember that game. Yeah, the snap over Jefferson's Yes, head. yeah. I, I also remember I remember that, that game, God, it may have been 15 years ago, where, like, LSU was up by like 21 points when Phil Fulmer and Tennessee were there and they, they came back and Tennessee came back and won. That was like when I was, yeah, that was actually, I think a Monday night game. Yeah. It was, I think it was Memorial day weekend. Yeah. The hurricane uh, really messed up LSU. And so I think it was Gustav. And so (laughs) man, LSU got LSU lost that one, believe it or not. If I'm not, no, they did. So Um, yeah. So so you got Tennessee coming to, coming to uh, death Valley, Florida, I don't think Florida is going to be very good this year, but it's never, it's always difficult going to the swamp. Ole Miss to me is the biggest wild card in the entire SEC because they've just got transfer portal players everywhere. Um, the quarterback situation, I don't know if that Altmeyer kid, it sounds like he's going to be the starter. Um, so, but then, but then you end the season, Bama at in Fayetteville, UAB is no pushover as a G5 school, and then AM, which you kind of have their number. Um, so I don't know. I see seven and five and, or, you know, worst case six and six. That's just my humble opinion, mm-hmm. but, uh, certainly up for debate though. Yeah. Look, I, I, the only, he, here's, here's what I'd say. Um, you're a play away from beating Auburn and I don't think Auburn got better. I think LSU got better. Okay. But that game. Bonex just was running for his life. Running for his stadium. Life. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I, I give LSU the, the edge there. Um, 
Mississippi State, man, I, I mean, they're interesting. I, I, I don't think that there's been another person in the country pounding the table for Will Rogers more than I am. I, I yeah. don't like that game at all, like at all. Um, but I think it all starts with Florida State, though, big game, honestly. If you go in New Orleans and you make a statement, I think that this team just needs confidence, dude, really yeah. truthfully. You know, because, look, again, you got the talent. Now, what do you do at quarterback? Uh, uh, again, it's the difference of being seven and five and nine and three, ten and two, right? Like, it's right. a yeah. difference. Uh, or even not being six and six. Look, I, I still think if they can start that first game off and get the buzz back and win in New Orleans, I think it's a big deal. Um, but I, I agree with you. I still think that they trip up. And look, I'm not counting discounting Florida. I, I get Billy Napier, but look, Billy Napier is where he lived is 30 minutes that way from my house. <laughs> okay. And so what what do I know about Billy Napier? Anthony Richardson's going to run the football a lot. Yeah. And they're going to run a lot of play action. If you get that young man in the open field and you don't keep containment, he's going to beat you. That That's the only saving grace for Billy. Is <laughs> you better pray to God that that kid can run. Because, look, he came to Death Valley last year, and he wasn't a pushover. I yeah. get the interceptions, but that kid lit you up. And so um, they're not even a pushover. And then yeah. you got AM at the end. God bless Jimbo, but <laughs> which y'all have AM's m- number most of the time, regardless yeah, of who's the, better. Uh, you know, the seven overtime game. You remember the seven yeah, overtime oh, yeah. game? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what a horrible game. Yeah. I, I mean, even though we lost, even before that, I'm tweeting out there, guys, this is not a good game. This is horrible. Well, that's why they changed the overtime rules now. That that game is why we had that Illinois Penn State game that was like nine OTs with like ten <laughs> two point conversions. Two point conversion, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I got to tell you though, I I did take the under in that game, the Penn State Illinois game, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure, uh, 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 wasn't it Penn State that won it? Illinois won. Uh, Illinois won it. Yeah. I was like, dude, Illinois, you just stop them. Just all you got to do is stop them right here. And then you, you know, whatever. And they couldn't do it. I'm like, man, I just lost 50 bucks on a parlay just because y'all can't stop a two-point <laughs> conversion, man. That's Big Ten football right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nine OTs and you still score like 13 points. <laughs> I know, man. God. How horrible can you be? Yeah. Offensive, no at least. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I mean, so fan base expectations, you know, what I think really means nothing, but what the fans think, what 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 do you think they need to see from this LSU football team this year to be content? Back to consistency, just having being dominant at some points. Like I think that they're okay of a nine and three season. I honestly think they're okay with eight and four, if we're just being blunt honest. Yeah. But if if you beat some of these teams you're not supposed to, like if you if Tennessee comes into Death Valley and you whip that butt. Okay, you got to have that one signature win. And I think that they just want to see some dominance. I think that LSU and LSU's fan base is tired, you know, because Orgeron is this close from not being fired, if you really think about it. Yeah. Auburn, UCLA, uh, Arkansas was an overtime game. And then you're you're in the uh, red zone. You're on the nine-yard line. If you score a touchdown and kick an extra point with the best kicker in college football last season, you beat Bama. The expectation is, man, if you were there last year with Orgeron and Jake Peets, why can't you take a step up and get three more wins? I don't think it's a I don't think it's outlandish 
Um, but you do have a lot you got to replace. So sure. yeah. Um, look, I'm eight and four, nine and three. I, I don't think I think they get to the tenth win in a bowl game. This team's not going to win a national title, in my opinion. I hope they do. You know, well, of course you <laughs> hope, hope they, they do. do. <laughs> I, they're not there yet. I will tell you, they're a couple pieces away though. You know, Walker yeah. Howard comes in next season. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see for sure. Hey, look, some LSU. So I have to say, big game boomer, I respect you a whole lot more than I used to now. Says Yeah, and crying is, like a little brother I never wanted. You he know, he's coming mean? after me in the space <laughs> on uh on what was it Friday night? So it's all good. You gotta, you gotta love Gen Z. You know, he's not yeah. a millennial like you and I are. You gotta yeah. love the Gen Zs, man. They get they get emotional. All right, man. Well, hey, tell tell everyone that, that's listening where you can find find your stuff at. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. This has been really fun. I, I, I'm looking to have you on soon uh, yeah, as well. Sure. Uh, but AYS, AYSSnetwork.com. We just launched our message board, put in a lot of content in there. You can watch the shows from our website, YouTube, AYS Network, or AYS Sports, and follow us on all the social medias. It's um, where you can find us. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you for coming on, and uh, sure. yeah, take it easy. Stay, uh, stay cool down there in the bo- the bayou. <laughs> Don't try try to change your shirt like what five times a day or something. <laughs> hey, so listen very quickly. This is a new shirt because before I came on, I were trying to potty train a three year old. Wet. I was like, this dude's gonna think like I sweat inside. So I had to change search just for you. Yeah, no, I, 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 I tell, it's just it's that time of year where you change your shirt like three times a day. No <laughs> so, doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I appreciate you having me on, though, brother. All right. All right. Thanks, Blake. Take it easy, man. All right. All right. That's Blake Rafino with AYS. Uh, good good talk there. So so the LSU fans that are listening, um, so I, I don't hate LSU. Um, you know, it's just college football talk. Uh, it's just my prediction for how you guys are going to do this year. Yes, you kicked OU's butt in, uh, in what was it, 1963 to 28, and uh, you, you beat us back in 2003. So – You've got OU's number, um, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. Can't wait to have OU in the SEC so we can uh, play some more games. Love to come down to Baton Rouge and uh, tailgate with you guys because I know you all like to party hard. Um, but, yeah, so a uh, couple announcements here. We've got another show tomorrow night. I've got my buddy Jeff the Greek, who's uh, eyes on Big Ten Network. We'll be talking Big Ten football and uh, – from uh, from there, trying trying to just have shows every day now uh, with football season, uh, you know, creeping up on us. So, you know, if you're listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us that five star review on Apple or Spotify. And uh, we're just going to keep this thing going. Um, uh, appreciate you all for listening and uh, we'll see you later.